We're four teaching friends from across the country. We've discovered that if you don't laugh, you cry and lose sight of your why. I'm Deanne. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kathy. And we teach so hard. You know what's really hard, ladies? Missing Retta again. <laughs> yes! I know. Has anyone noticed how quiet our podcasts have become? <laughs> I know. I, I really, really miss her voice. I do, too. And her laughter. And but her this laughter. is something now, now we can tease her about it, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> That's right. Quiet and well-behaved we are without her. It's shocking. <laughs> it's like it when is. that certain child is absent in class and it changes the entire class. <laughs> oh, gosh. We're going to have so much fun with this the next time we record with her. She's not going to know what hit her. <laughs> She's okay, going to love yeah. it. <laughs> I know. What else is hard, Deanne? What oh, else? I'm sorry. I almost forgot <laughs> focusing on Retta. Uh-huh. Focusing on grown-up fun during winter break instead of that ugh, schoolwork. I don't know. Is that really hard, ladies? I don't know. No, no, I don't think so. Let's see. Harder focusing on schoolwork. <laughs> been waiting for this session for so long. I have been curating cocktail recipes. Not that I'm a big drinker. I really am not. But every once in a while, every once in a while, when I'm going to have something, I want it to be really, really good. How about you guys? Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm ready to hear these. (laughs) (laughs) And it does make me feel like the holidays. It does. It does. Well, let me start off. I have the perfect drink. At least I think it's perfect. You know, if you've been out snowshoeing or cross-country skiing, you know, people think you want to curl up when you get back with, a, you know, some Baileys and coffee or whatever. But I like actually a cold drink after something like that because I'm hot and I'm sweaty. I found that sometimes I'm allergic to wine and beer, depending on what it is, what, what, the, what the brand and the vintage is. So... I discovered mules, Moscow mules, and I found this recipe for a grapefruit Moscow mule. It is so good. Here's what you do. Take a couple ounces of a couple ounces of freshly squeezed pink grapefruit, which is about a half a grapefruit, and then about a tablespoon of fresh lime juice and about a half a cup of chilled ginger beer. And then you mix it all together, shake it together, put it in your copper cup with some ice, and then a sprig of rosemary. It is so refreshing. It sounds mm, refreshing. It does. And it's good for you. Look at the healthy things. That's right. Grapefruit juice and <laughs> rosemary. That. That's right. Yeah. It's you. See, no scurvy in my house. <laughs> so what, what's what I was always curious though. What the Moscow mules are always in those copper cups. Do you know the yeah. reason for that? You know, I'm such a newbie. I really don't. I just know that they taste good. (laughs) I keep seeing them in restaurants all over the place. Yeah. Really? Copper cups. Yep. They're good. Maybe the copper just adds something to them. (laughs) I don't know. You know, I'm going to research that after this podcast. I'm going to research that. Well, this time of year, (laughs) this time of year, too, everywhere, you know, all the stores have candy canes. And I love some mint, like peppermint, anything, you know, uh, mocha with mint. I have this really mm-hmm. yummy 
tea that's a chocolate tea with mint. But have you ever oh, had really? candy cane infused vodka? Oh, no. Me. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> it's, oh. it's like the perfect, you know, little refreshing uh, winter drink where you just take some vanilla vodka and regular vodka. And then you smash up some red and white peppermint candy canes. So none of those colorful kind you see now that are fruit flavored or all those weird kind of flavors, but the traditional peppermint candy canes, you smash it up, put it all in a mason jar, seal it, and then stick it in the dark for three to four days. And then after three or four days, you strain it through cheesecloth and you have a candy cane vodka that you can add, Mm. have over ice, you can add to hot cocoa, you can add it to lots of yummy things. Oh, man. My mouth is watering. (laughs) Uh, Well, one of my things that I really love is Kahlua and ice cream. And, you know, that's just so easy. A little vanilla ice cream, a little Kahlua, blend it. But I'm thinking, I wonder if um, peppermint ice cream might go good with that, too. Do you think Kahlua and peppermint ice cream? That might be good blended together. Mm. (laughs) Can't go wrong with Kahlua either. No, (laughs) it's an easy one. Yeah, Kahlua is really good. It is good. Now, I have another recipe I stumbled on last year that I tried. Um, raise your hand if you like s'mores. Mm-mm-mm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I like chocolate. Yes. This, this one's a little more labor intensive, but my gosh, is it good. So take your marshmallows in a small pan, right? Mm-hmm. Toast them over medium heat until browned, about one to two minutes. So I just pop them in the oven. And then... Take a lowball glass, rim it with chocolate sauce, and then dip it in graham cracker crumbs immediately. Oh, oh. yum. And then mm-hmm. take a cocktail shaker, and with ice in it, toss in vodka and Baileys and shake it vigorously. The longer you shake it, the better, because it needs to be freezing cold and well mixed. Then put two or three ice cubes in your glass and put the liqueur mixture over top. Fill the rest of the glass with milk. And then put your toasted marshmallows on the top. Oh, boy. Liquid grown-up some more. I love it. I love that. (laughs) Me too. And I have a niece that loves, loves, loves Bailey. So she's going to love this recipe. Yeah. (laughs) You can't go wrong with it. Hey, it's Bailey's is nectar of the gods. (laughs) This is is all making my, you know, my glass of red wine sound really boring. Really? (laughs) You know, another thing you can do that's really good, too, is you can make um, a winter sangria using white wine. Have you guys ever done mm. that? Uh-uh. Okay, so I have had one with white wine, but not that one, I don't think. And sangrias, they're so easy to make. And they're like oh, chili, yeah. right? The longer you have them, the better they taste. Mm-hmm. And so cut up a Granny Smith apple and a Braeburn apple and fresh cranberries, a heaping cup of fresh cranberries. And then um, a big sprig of rosemary and a bottle of Pinot Grigio. And then about a half a cup of white grape juice and a quarter cup of sugar. And then a can of club soda. And you mix it all together in your carafe. And you let it sit for a little bit. And you stick it in the fridge. And then you take it out and you suck it down. It's really yeah, good. sounds wonderful. And, you know, I think that is the one that I've had. <laughs> Thinking that I but it sounds it's delicious. Yes. Oh yeah. man. Okay, so all this all this talk, all this boozy talk is making me hungry. So I 
we should we continue our progressive podcast over to our next course, which would be some winter recipes to warm us up while we're on break, ladies? Yep. All right, here we go. Whoops. Everybody there? We're here. <laughs> um, well, I like of a squeaky toy. I apologize. <laughs> okay, my dog has squeaky toys too. <laughs> she has a little binky, you know, like what they give babies to suck on. Cool. That's what it looks like. <laughs> she loves it. Um, okay, but I like to make soup and um oh, yeah. since Ooh. I'm married to <laughs> Yeah. Since I'm married to a, a guy from Colombia, um, I've learned to love some Colombian dishes. Well, there's a soup that they make um, that's called the poor man's soup, but it's called Sancocho. And mm. what it is, it's you take, it's really good. You take a piece of pork, chicken and beef, plantain and juca. Juca is like a, a root vegetable uh-huh. and you put cilantro on it. And Ooh, um, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, should I? Should I give you the whole recipe? <laughs> oh, just yeah, tell us. What do you do? Okay. Okay. So um, then you take six to eight cups of cold water. Oh, there's also some scallions. It's like you take scallions, cilantro, and you tie them together in a bunch. Uh-huh. Then you take two to three garlic cloves. You put them in this um, in the cold water and you boil for a half hour to 45 minutes. After the boiling, you simmer. Um, you add the vegetables, which would be plantain, this juca, and some potatoes. Uh, uh-huh. salt and cumin and you cook for another half hour or more and um, you put sh- you chop up scallions and you put some cilantro and tomato on top and it's mm. really really good yum yeah easy. it's real good yeah you and know, it's easy yeah you know soup is my favorite 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 thing like I start cooking soup in September and I don't stop until like mid-March no, I, I do soup all year round I love soup yeah me too. So good. So good. Mm-hmm. Well, good for you. Tracy, you gave me your carrot soup recipe. Ah, the ginger and now, carrot. Yes, ginger carrot. And it has been literally now one of our weekly staples. Ooh, yay. That sounds good. So yummy. It Can you so tell good. everyone how to make it? Um. Yeah. So... You take, um, depending on how much you want, a pound to two pounds of carrots, peel them up, right? Wash them up, cut them up into chunks. And then um, I usually cut um, an onion too, a whole onion. And then I take about an inch and a half of ginger root, peel it and dice it up as well. And um, then I take my soup pot. I do it right in the stock pot and I put a little bit of olive oil till it's hot. And then I toss in the ginger and the onion. And um, you can use a little, like a clove of garlic too, if you want. And then while that's sauteing, um, then I start to, and I add the um, carrots. And I just want the carrots to just kind of saute enough over high heat to just kind of get a start. And then I put in, uh, and I never measure, so I'm that kind of cook. Sorry, guys. <laughs> then yep, I put in... I am. I put in um, turmeric, curry powder, cinnamon, um, and then I also have put in um, ground cloves and then salt and pepper. And then I top it off with um, vegetable broth. 
and I bring it to a boil and then I turn it down and it sits and it simmers until the carrots are really tender. And then I take it off the stove and I let it cool. And then I get some reduced um, fat coconut milk just because I happen to watch, need to watch my calories. And I take a can of that reduced fat coconut milk, shake it up and I stir it in. And then I get my immersion blender and I go to town until that it's That is my creamy. favorite tool. Oh, it's mine. I have one of those too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the I, um, I warm it up again and I serve it and I put croutons on top and away we go. It's oh, so- that sounds great. Oh, It's so yummy. And even my really picky youngest daughter requests it all the time. Oh, wow. Yay. I got to try that. Yeah. But you know what? It's so funny because I'm so lazy that, and I'm always in such a rush that the last time I made it, I just went and I bought the... Um, the bag of those, you know, the baby carrots that you buy for lunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I bought a couple bags of those so I didn't have to wash or peel. I just dumped it right in. And uh-huh. then I also do not like to cut onions. And so uh-huh. at our local grocery store, they have frozen diced onions for a dollar. And I load up on those and I just throw everything in. And it was so yeah. simple and so yummy. And it's such a warming soup. That's great. Because of the type mm. of spices that are in it. Yes. It really is a warming soup. There's another one I make. I've uh, buy golden lentils, and um, I do something similar. You know, everything good. My sister and I always say everything good always starts with an onion, <laughs> and so we chop, <laughs> we chop an onion and garlic and garlic. And garlic exactly. Yes. However much garlic you like. Um, I only do a couple cloves because my stomach can't handle as much anymore as it used to. And then I, you know, I I start by sautéing that. And then I toss in the golden lentils and um, I, I add turmeric and curry powder. Um, I added cinnamon to this as well. And then um, and salt and pepper. And I cook the lentils. I put in um, vegetable broth again and I make a soup out of it. And that has also some coconut milk in, in it. And I don't really puree that because it's lentil. But then I take it and I make um, a big pot of basmati rice, which is really fragrant and flavorful. And I serve it hot over a cup of that rice. Mm, unbelievable. Mm. And it's oh, that sounds great too. Um, Good stuff. Yes, yep. definitely. It's what, what are some of your favorite soups, Deanne? Um, well, that Sancocha one, I make oh, a lot right, of pea right, soup. Right. The pea soup. But I also like um, squash um, coconut, not coconut squash, um, butternut squash soup. Yeah. And, um, yes, clam yes. chowder. Mm. I love that too. Um, but I bet the, um, the squash soup is very, probably similar to, um, the recipe that you gave Tracy with the carrots. Yeah. You know, the same kind of ingredients. Right. You can almost substitute anything yeah. for the yes. carrots. Some other kind of root vegetable or. Or even like leftover canned pumpkin you've got sitting around in the cupboard you didn't use for your pies, right? That's uh, right. I've put that in. Yeah, pumpkin soup. You know what I put? I put, I've put pumpkin into chili. When you make chili, it's really good. Have you ever tried that with it? You no, know, it just makes I've it. You know, too. Is it good? Yes. yes. It just it just kind of like makes it smoother or something. I I don't know. I just like the consistency. Yeah, it makes it creamy. Really chili yes. I'm wishing I could. I should go back and try and do that. That would be good. Yeah, yeah it would. You know, another thing I like to add to soups because it just kind of ups the the protein content is um, quinoa. 
Yes, that's what I add to a lot. Yeah. I've never thought of that. That's good. That's a good idea. Because it just kind of pumps it up. And then if you, sometimes, you know, if I'm trying to cut back on, um, again, on calories, or I, I went through a stage where I was eating pescatarian, so... That's that's fancy talk for vegetarian uh, for vegetarian with fish. <laughs> and I, I mean, use, pescatarian. Um, I love yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean um, quinoa in place of ground beef in any soups or anything that I used, and it, it just kind of beefs it up a little bit. Yum. Mm, it's really good. So we've got our cocktail. We've got our tummies full. Now it's time for your blankie, or if you're following the rage, the shopping rage on Amazon, your weighted blankie. Oh, and right. You've seen that. <laughs> and it's, what is that? It's, oh, well, you know how they have thunder shirts for dogs and, and sometimes weighted vests for, for kids who need to feel more grounded, right? Well, now they sell weighted blankets. And so, oh, wow. Better sleep. Yeah, I know. So you've got all of this stuff that you need. So now it's time to snuggle in for a good book. Our next course in our progressive dinner is the book course. So is the book course kind of like a calorie-free dessert? Yeah, that's that's a good way to look at it. No, maybe on our blogs. Because, guys, if you you don't visit our blogs after this podcast, I'm telling you right now, you're out. Because it will be filled with cocktail recipes. It will be filled with dessert recipes. And it will be filled, those posts will be filled. Evidently recipes. Goodies. And I know I'm planning a little bit of a freebie um, to, to accompany you for your, your winter holiday break. Um, so, yeah, you need to you need to visit us. OK, Kathy, I, I took I took off. OK, I'm sorry. Go. No, that's OK. There's just so many good books I've been reading lately. Um, have you all read? Are you have you guys read stuff by Celeste Ng? I have not. No. We wrote a book called Little Fires Everywhere that um, it's not historical. I usually love historical novels, but it kind of just takes place now. It's realistic fiction, um, an adult book. And uh-huh. it just deals with the different socioeconomic families, uh, two different families and how they interact and how their life choices have shaped who they are. But then there's a lot of suspense in it. And there's characters mm-hmm. you fall in love with. Like it was the kind of book that I didn't want it to end, but I was kind of holding my breath until the end. Right. So mm. that was, yeah, that was a really good one. Um, and then a book that I loved this year was called Gods in Alabama. And it takes place in Alabama where the God there is football. You know, that's what it's all about. <laughs> football is a God in Alabama, but then it turns into kind of like a murder mystery and it takes place in present day, but then it, an event happened several decades prior. Um, anyway, again, it's really suspenseful, but you really like the characters and then there's a twist at the end. Ooh, so that, love- that one's by Jocelyn Jackson. She's, she's wonderful too. I love, I love twists. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Well, I'm I'm bad. I I really haven't read a lot um, lately, but 
and I can't even remember the name of the book, <laughs> but it, they made a movie out of it. And it was about um, an elephant being taken care of, like in a circus, an elephant. And I just, I can't believe I forgot. Yes, yes. Yes. Water for elephants. I absolutely love that book. And um, I loved it because as you said, like the ending was just amazing. I was, I was so happy with the ending, but I I just didn't expect it. But it's, it's just a wonderful, wonderful book. And it was just really sad. And I cried and laughed and, you know, and um, the movie really followed it pretty well. No, I watched that. You did? Is it too hard to watch? I could yeah, you not. Didn't. When they went in and started beating the elephant, I was like, oh, oh I, I know. Cannot, no. I just couldn't do it. I don't look. No, I, I close my eyes. I, I don't look. I, hate. I just couldn't. But, I know. and everyone around me was like, you know, all my friends, same thing. They raved about that book. And the, I made the mistake of not reading the book first. I saw the movie or tried to, and then I was like, okay, I can't. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. No, the book, the book was wonderful. It really was. Yeah. Uh, but it was hard. Yeah, yeah it, I think so too. Well, you know, I before we started recording this, I was kind of telling you about um, one of my favorite books. And this is the one I'm going to talk about tonight is one of my favorite of all time, like out of everything I've ever read. Oh, what and is it? It's, well, it's called The Samurai's Garden, and it's by Gail Sukiyama. If you've not read Gail Sukiyama... You need to trot your little butt over to the bookstore or to Amazon or whatever it is you use to download your books and go get her books. They're fabulous. So I want to read you a quote from one of them because I want to give you an idea of why I adore her writing. In particular, this book, because when I read it, I feel like I am, I've just come out of like a meditation and a massage and, and yeah, it's, it's incredible, her writing. So listen to this. just. Just, it's just incredible. So she says, the garden is a world filled with secrets. Slowly, I see more each day. The black pines twist and turn to form graceful shapes, while the moss is a carpet of green that invites you to sit by the pond. Even the stone lanterns, which dimly light the way at night, allow you to see only so much. And she is just a gorgeous writer. Um, And this particular book has so many themes in it, but um, it's kind of the story of a a young man who's convalescing and his family is Chinese and they, he is sent to their vacation home in Japan, which is Oceanside. And he um, is taken care of by the family's manservant who has worked for his family for a couple generations. The character who's taking care of him is named Matsu. And he's very, the, bo- the, the young man is very kind of estranged from his family. Um, you know, he just doesn't, there's, there's family drama right now, and he's upset about his parents' marriage falling apart. And Matsu um, takes care of him. And in fact, he becomes very, very attached to this character, to this man. Um, and in the midst of this, the, the, Japanese-Chinese conflict is heating up and Matsu is Japanese and the young man is Chinese. And so there's this undercurrent. And there's also this mystery about Matsu that you follow through the book. And in the end, it's a, it's a gorgeous story. It's sad, but it's also happy. It's, it's beautiful. Mm. Anyway, okay, I, I, I talk too much, sorry. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, it sounds it, and I I was enjoying your your reading the quote. Me too. <laughs> it really nice. I feel so yeah. calm now. <laughs> her language, her, seriously, her writing—it's like stepping into a haiku. Mm. Seriously, for oh, beautiful. It's, it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful writer. So sounds it. Yeah. So we've got some great plans for a winter break now, don't we, ladies? Yes, we do. You know what we're gonna have? definitely. We should like we should like uh, Skype, right? With our, our our cocktails and our soups and our <laughs> have a, have a have a girls talk one day. That would be so much fun. You know, something that would be something else. I do my, it cracks my family and my my friends up. I have this small little house, and I've always wanted a fireplace, and I don't have one. Did you know, guys, that you can get a fireplace on Netflix or YouTube with crackling wood and play yes. while you yes, play? I've seen that play yeah. in my classroom because you know we're in California and there's there's yes. no fire going on here and fireplace going on here. <laughs> if you need to oh, you've got a big fireplace. Uh, <laughs> not zombie. not funny. While you have your s'more drink and your chili and your book and all that good stuff. Turn your fireplace on. Your poor man's fireplace. <laughs> Away you you go. You're you're made in the shade. You're made. In- you're all set. <laughs> yes. Okay, ladies. It's that time. What's your number one tip for winter fun? Okay. Uh, drink cocktails. Eat well and sleep late. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That is. My number one tip is disconnect the electronics. Please, please, please stay off the phone. I know I'm going to try. Yes, and mine is get back to reading. So I guess I'll have to be off my phone for that too. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be good for yeah. all of us to stay away. Reading while, and reading while I'm eating my bowls of soup. Ooh, yes. While drinking your great cocktails. <laughs> yes. And maybe you can make your husband lay at your feet and rub them while you do all oh, of there that. There you go. <laughs> awesome. A little reflexology. Yeah. There you go. I think that was, that was the last podcast, wasn't it? It's all good. It's all yeah. good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. To our listeners out there, we are going to be taking a break during the holidays and we um, hope that you tune back into We Teach So Hard starting the first week in January. We wish you happy holidays, no matter what you celebrate, and happy new year, and that you're safe and relaxed and taking care of you. Remember to spend time on you this winter break. Also, again, be sure to visit our blogs this week for the recipes and recommendations you heard here. I know that there might be a couple freebies offered, um, some things to help you celebrate you over the break. You won't want to miss it. Until next time, stay safe and happy holidays.